We have done a number of weeks. Uh, actually, I just want to get a homish yeah. Give me one more minute and we'll start. I'll start it. We're starting in one minute or less. Okay. All along, I was pushed about this oven and this okay. lock. This lock and this oven because they, well, if they wanted you to put up the lock. Okay, uh, now I'm going to mute everyone, brain. which I hope you don't mind. If you're no, not able to see or hear, please unmute yourself. And okay, now, um, the topic this week, which continues for a few from a few previous weeks, is about the number of seven or nine people who entered Gan Eden alive. And even though we took an interruption learning about the Megillah, I want to go back to this this week because this week is Parshas Vayakhel. And the story that I want to deal with this week is very much connected to Parshas Vayakhel. This week's Haftarah begins about Shlomoi by the building of the Beis Hamikdash, takes, gets Chiram, sends and brings Chiram from Tzair. Now, interesting to note, the Chiram that we're going to be reading about tonight, the Chiram Melech Tzair who entered, who was allowed to go into Ganeiden and later was banished from Ganeiden, is not the same Chiram as is mentioned in the Haftarah. We mentioned him in the Haftarah a few weeks ago. He's not the Chiram mentioned in this week's Haftarah, but there was a close relationship between them. The Chiram we're going to learn about tonight, which we read in the Haftarah a few weeks ago, is Chiram Melech Tzoyr, who was a very close friend of David HaMelech and Shlomo HaMelech. Now, the Chiram we're going to read about in the Haftarah this week is a Jew called Chiram who also comes from Tzair, and he was an architect, a builder, and he achieved, he and his father achieved amazing experience in Tzair, and Chiram, the king of Tzair, sends the Jewish Chiram to help Shlomoi build the base Hamikdash. Interesting to note, that even though the Chiram Melech Tzair, who we're going to be learning about tonight, is not mentioned directly in this week's Haftarah, yet the various Remozim of him going to Ganeiden and being banished from Ganeiden are actually from a Kriyuksiv in this week's Haftarah, which hopefully we will learn. Now, about the idea and the title that I put on top, why King Chiram merited to enter Ganeiden alive, and why he was banished from Ganeiden. Uh, where that is seen most clearly, there's a safer called Alpha Beza de Ben Sira. Ben Sira himself is an interesting person. He's a son of Yermiyahu Anavi. We'll discuss him on another occasion, his details. But the Medrash of Ben Sira, Ben Sira is actually quoted in the Gemara multiple times. However, for some reason, the Sefer of Ben Sira, the Medrashim of Ben Sira, the Sefer Ben Sira is not entered in Tanakh. Alpha Beza de Ben Sira is probably a Medrash that explains Ben Sira. Now, where you get this Medrash, it's found in Oitzer HaMedrashim, it's found in Ishe HaTanakh, which is available in Hebrew and English, it's found in Safaria, which is a website. Anyway, in this Medrash of Alpha Beza de Ben Sira, which has tonight's sheer most clear, 
It says there, Hashem brought King Chiram to Ganeiden alive. He built the base Hamikdash. Without his help, David and Shlomo Hamelech would not have been able to manage building the base Hamikdash. And in the merit of his contribution to building the base Hamikdash, Hashem brought him into Ganeiden alive. We learned a few weeks ago from a Sechta Kalar Abbasi and from and from uh, we had a second Medrash, let me remember what it was. We had one was Kalar Abbasi, and we have another Medrash as well. We'll soon get to it, which mentions the list of seven or nine people who entered Ganeiden alive, and there's three different places it's listed, and all of them include Chilam Melachzair. And it says, Initially, he was a very God-fearing man. He lived in Ganeiden a thousand years. Now, realistically, even though there are a number of Medrashim, including Medrash Rabba, Parshas Vayeshev, that suggest that Chiram Melech lived over a thousand years, and Medrash Rabba, it says, close to 1,200 years. But I don't think it means literally that he was in Ganeid in all those years. It means that he lived in a very special way with a great reward. He had tremendous rewards, as we will see, including making it to Ganeid and alive for up to a thousand years. He was rewarded in an amazing way. And he lived for a thousand years and more in wealth, in wisdom, in greatness. And then he became very haughty. The Omar, and he decided, Kale Ani, I am God. And because of his decision, because he made this decision that he is God, he is banished from Ganeiden according to the Alpha Beza de Ben Sira. He, um, yeah, he brings over here. Nitra, just to read, I didn't manage to write these pieces, but Nitrad mi Ganeiden, he was thrown out of Ganeiden, v'nichnas Gehenim, and he entered Gehenim. That's from Aleph Beis de Ben Sira. Now, there is an amazing Zohar. The Zohar says, Chiram, in other words, Chiram was an amazing person, and he was God-fearing, and he was brilliant, and he was dedicated to the Beis Amikdash. But he had one major problem. He was so great that he troubled. Maybe he's God. Definitely he's God. Now, this issue of him being God was an issue that he had at different points in his life. According to the Zohar, which is Chela Gimel, which is quoted in Isha Yatanach, and this is not a direct quote from Zohar because Zohar is written in Aramaic. Isha Yatanach is in Hebrew. Isha Yatanach is written by Yishai Chasida, which is Havagorovich's father, who put a collection of Midrashim. In Isha Tanach, he brings from Zayachel Gimel, Chiram also Chiram declared himself to be God. He had a very close relationship with Shlomoy. We're going to see many psukim in Melachim and Divrei Hayamim about the tremendous friendship and love that existed between David and Chiram, between Shlomoy and Chiram. There's one thing when they had discussions, whenever Chiram would suggest that he's God, Shlomo said, listen, you're a bright guy, I like you, but don't give me any Baba Mises about your being God. 
atzmai meyetzazu shloimai hamelech convinced chidam. Listen, chidam, don't be a fool. You're a human being like all of us. You're not God. You helped me in a big way. You have convinced me that I'm human like everybody else. The problem was, Shlomo lived 52 years and Shlomo died. He lived on and on. He outlived Shlomo HaMelech by 21 generations. He said, look, what's going on here? Shlomo said, I'm not gone. But Shlomoi made it to age 52. I'm over a thousand years old. I've outlived his great, 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 great grandchildren by hundreds of years. He tells me I'm not God. Of course I'm God. Anyway, Chiram decides he is God. There's another great tzaddik who tried to convince him against it, which is Yecheskel. Yecheskel does not succeed in convincing Chiram against it. And Yecheskel warns Chiram that if you don't acknowledge, even though you have tremendous merits, there's no question that the Beis HaMikdash could not have been without Chiram. Nevertheless, if you declare yourself God, you lose all your merits. Chiram refused to give in. The I know better, I am God. And for this, actually, there's amazing Midrashim, which we are going to bring. It's in Ayalta Shemani, I believe, that says, that as long as the Beis Hamikdash was intact, there's no way Chiram could be punished. The first Beis Hamikdash stood for 410 years. During the 410 years of the first Beis Hamikdash, Chiram was very successful in health and wealth and wisdom. All his projects were successful. Then Yecheskel Hanavi, after the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, Yecheskel Hanavi gives him a very strong warning. And we are going to learn tonight a whole parak in Yecheskel of the debate between Yecheskel and Chiram Melachzoid. Yecheskel, unlike Shlomo, who convinced him, Chiram says, Yecheskel, sorry, you are wrong. I am God. You're totally out of it. Anyway, Chiram decides he's God. And unfortunately, all his amazing merits get erased. Now, we did mention previous weeks. And I'll mention again that there's two places in Midrashim that list the seven or nine people that entered Gan Eden alive. In Mesechte Kalor Abasi, he has Shiva Nichnesu Gan Eden, seven entered alive to Gan Eden, six out of seven remained there. They're Serach Basosher, Basi Baspare, Chiro Melech Tzoyer, Eved Melech Akushi, and Liezer Eved Avram. Anyway, I don't want to go through all of them right now, but basically, we went through them a few times. But basically, Chiram Melech Tzoyer is counted amongst them. The other place which is found is Mesechta Derecheret Zuta. Nine entered Ganeid in Chanoich Ben Yered, Eliyahu Hanavi, Mashiach, Eliezer Eved Avram. And number five on the list, Chiram Melech Tzoyer, Eved Melech Akushi, Basya Basparei, Serach Bashasher, Rabbi Shub and Levi. But anyway, all those who list the ones who went into Ganeid and alive, all mention Chiram Melech Tzoyer. But all the others who entered Gan Eden alive remained in Gan Eden. Chiram Melech Tzair, because of his arrogance, is banished from Gan Eden and unfortunately is killed with a terrible death after over a thousand years of wealth and health and glory, and unfortunately ends up in Gehenna in a bad way. Now, getting to Chiram Melech Tzair, and we will start from the Tanakh, and then we'll get to the Midrash. In Tanakh, Hiram is mentioned in a number of places, quite a few. 
starting from Melochim Aleph Perek Hey. It says over here, Vayishla Chiram Melech Tzair Es Avada Vel Shleimai. Chiram heard Shleimai has become the king. He's going to build the base Hamikdash. Ki Shama Ki Oisei Moshul Melech Tachas Avim. Chiram Melech Tzair heard that David died and Shleimai took over the kingdom. Ki Oyev Hoya Chiram LeDavid Kol Ayomim. Chiram has a very close relationship with David HaMelech. Chiram, Melech Tzair, and David HaMelech were best friends all the days. And Shleimai sends a message to Chiram, and he says, you know, you were knew my father David, you were very close to my father David. You know that David was not allowed to build a base Hamikdash because he had so many wars uh, that Hashem put until... Hashem put a tachas kapois ragloi. Hashem made him victorious, and it has a kri and exiv because Hashem made Shlomo David victorious. But the real victory is ragloi because until the days of Shlomo, there wasn't proper peace. And then Shlomo goes on to say, "Veato hiniach Hashem elitayin li misoviv." Hashem gave me total rest. Ein satan vein pegara. There's no enemies in the forty years of Shlomo's kingdom. He had no external attacks from other nations. And he says to Chiram that I'm going to build a base on Mikdash for the name of Hashem, just as Hashem promised David, my father, that your son who takes over after you, he will build a base on Mikdash. Now, the problem is the people in Tzair, where Chiram is the king, they're much better at cutting cedar trees, at supplying material. So Shleimai requests of Chiram, Viata and now Tzavei, command your servants, li arozim min halavonim. Let them cut trees, cedar trees from Lebanon. We're going to send a Jewish staff. We'll have a, a Lebanese staff. They're going to work together. I'm not looking for a free run. No problem. I am ready to pay your servants full wages. Whatever you say, I'm not going to negotiate the price. Chiram, you mentioned the price. Shlomo was a very wealthy man. He says, I will pay whatever it costs. But as far as cutting trees, you guys are much better than us. None of us didn't know how to cut wood as good as the Tzidonim. You guys are good at it. We're ready to pay top dollar. Chiram heard that Shlomo wants to build the base of Mikdash. And Chiram could participate in the Beis Hamikdash. By Yismach Me'od, he becomes very happy. By Yoimer and Chiram says, "Baruch Hashem, Hayoim, may Hashem be blessed today." Asher Nosan LeDavid Bein Chacham, that he gave David such a wise son. Al Ha'om Harah Hazel on this great nation. We are going to see in many Mefarshim and Midrashim that Chiram was an absolutely brilliant man, one of the most brilliant human beings of his time. And he lived over many centuries, and he was of the most brilliant. And he specifically had a tremendous appreciation for the brilliance of David and even more of the brilliance of Shlomi. And he was very happy that Hashem made that David had such a brilliant king. Unfortunately, as we're soon going to see, that after the Jewish kings were not as brilliant and as successful as David and Shlomi, the amazing strong feeling between Chiram and the Jewish kings got a bit uh, cooler. 
But nevertheless, Chiram had amazing, the whole 410 years that the base Hamikdash stood, Chiram was very successful in everything he did. Ayish until Chiram had no problems till after the base Hamikdash was destroyed. And then things started going bad really quickly. Chiram says to send to Shlomo a message. I heard them and what you sent me. Whatever you desire. This kind of wood, this kind of wood. Anything you guys need, we will provide everything. We're going to go down from the Levon into the West. And I'm going to put all the wood into the sea. Wherever you send me, and you will take the wood where you will, will ship it, and you will do everything that, that I want. You will give the provide the payment. Yes, I'll give you a send you an invoice, and you'll pay in full. Anyway, Chiram would give Shlema plenty of wood, whatever any amount of wood that Shlema requested, the supplies, Chiram supplied everything, material and workers. Shlema paid top dollar. He gave him 20,000 of Chitim gave Chitim an amazing yearly payment, and there was no issue how much money Shlomo was ready to pay any price, and Chitim was ready to give any amount of labor and any amount of supplies. Hashem gave Shlomo tremendous wisdom. Shlomo was the most brilliant man on earth, and Chiram appreciated it. By Yehi Shalom ben Chiram or ben Shlomo, there was peace between Chiram and Shlomo. By Yichrasu bris Shneim, and there was a covenant between them; they would be at peace between them. Mitzudas David says, "By Yehi Shalom," he says, "Why was there such peace? Why was there such a close connection between Chiram and Shlomo?" So Mitzudas David says. Because Shlomo had such brilliance, such wisdom, that's why Chiram wanted to be B'Sholim with him. Now, so, so far we have Chiram. Now we, the king Chiram and his relationship with Shlomo. Now we come to the other Chiram. The other Chiram from this week's Haftarah, which is the Jewish Chiram, who is the main architect of the Beis HaMikdash. King Shlomo now sends and gets Chiram from Tzair. Who is this Chiram who is the chief architect? And we're soon going to see that he actually asks Chiram, the king Chiram, please send me, you guys are good builders, send me the best architect you have. And Chiram says, you know, amazing. The best architect we have, he's actually a Jewish fellow. And his name is also Chiram. And that's why today's Haftarah begins that King Shlomo brings Chiram, the Jewish Chiram from Tzair. This Jewish Chiram is Ben Ishamana. His mother is a widow. Mimate Naftali. His father is from Shevet Naftali. Tzairi. His father lived in Tzair. Rash Mitzvah David says his greatest man, Rabbi Tzair. They lived for many years in Tzair, and the Tzair people are very good at architectural and building, and he became the top of the building industry. He's Chaydesh Nechayshes. He knows how to cut away and prepare copper. And he has Chachma, Tfuna, Das, Lasseis, Kol Melacha, Ben This Chiram, this Jewish Chiram who lives in Tzair, knows how to do any work with Nechayshes. 
ויאבי אל המלך שרימי שחירם קיים תשרימי ויעש אס כל מלאכתי and the Jewish Chiram, who's in this week's Haftarah, is the architect of the Beis HaMikdash. Chiram Melech Tzayr provides workers and supplies, but the main architect is the Jewish Chiram. His father was Chayrish Nechayshes Al-Ovevu Chayzer. His father was also an architect. His father was also a builder. His father also had good hands. And this son, Chiram, goes in his father's ways. And he says in Mitzvah David, why Chiram, his son, was so good at this Chachm of Melech His father taught him the construction business, working with Nechayshes, and he learned from his father. They was a family trait. They were good builders. The Pasuk in Divrei Hayomim, the same story. Here where the name changes from Chiram to Chudam, we have Chudam Melech sends a letter to Shleimah, and he says, Hashem loves your nation. The fact that Hashem made a brilliant guy like Shleimah, to be the Jewish king, you must, Hashem must really love your nation. And that's why in the Sancha Aleya Melech, Hashem made you the king. And Chiram or Chudam says, blessed is Hashem who made the heaven and earth, that Hashem gave David such a brilliant son, so much Seichel Lubina, and he is going to build the Beis Hamikdash, and he's also going to build the palace, because Chiram is involved in two projects. He's involved in Project Beis Hamikdash, and he's also involved in the building of Shlomo's amazing palace. And now he says, I am sending you my chief architect, a brilliant guy. He was He was good for my father. This guy, this guy, he was my father's architect. They're builders for years. He worked for my father. He works for me. His, his family, my family, we have a long relationship. He's my top builder. He's Ben Isham in Benoist Don. His mother, he gives Chiram, King Chiram, the guy says, I'm going to give you his whole yichas. This Chiram, the Jewish architect, his mother comes from Shevet Don. His father lives inside. He knows how to work with Zav, with gold, with Kesef, with silver. The he knows how to work with iron, with stones, with wood, with Tchelas, Argoman, with all sites of wool. Carmel, all sorts of other materials, boots, Carmel don't know what they are. He knows how to do any kind of pituach, any kind of building, developing, uh, making um, the big day kahuna. He knows all these things. Every machshava, every specialty involved in the building, the construction, the garments, he's good at this. You'll do it together with your chachamim. Let him discuss. I'm sending you the top architect and let him have discussion with your wise men, with the wise men of your father, David. But the man I'm sending you, I strongly recommend. Top guy. Rashi says, His father is an ish tzayri. So some people learn, What is his father, a guy? Maybe his mother's from that. Is Jewish his father's a guy? No. Yehudi haya, his father's Jewish. We have Jews who live in Australia. We have Jews who lived inside. He was Yehudi Yeshev B'tzayr. Like you have a person who was very involved by taking the Orin for three months. He's not called Hagiti because he comes from Gas. No, he lived in Gas. But was a Levi. So the same thing here. This guy, you think his father's a Tzayri? No way. In Melochim it says that he's from Shevet Naftali. Now it's not his mother is from Naftali. His mother's from Don. His father's from Naftali. Now, why is it so important 
that we have to know this architect who builds the base Amikdash, his father is from Shevet Naftali. His mother is from Shevet Don. You know, there's not too many people, even when the, we tell you which Shevet a person comes from, we rarely tell you his father's Shevet and his mother's Shevet. Why is this so relevant? And it's relevant because of the competition between Yaakov's wives, Rachel and Leah. Rachel at the birth of Don, Don and Naftali were born by Bilam, Rachel's maid. And by the birth of Don, she says, Donani Elikim. Naftali, she says, Naftuli Elikim. Rachel says, now I've made preparations. I've done things. I now can match my sister Leah. If my sister Leah is going to be proud that her son, her grandson, Betzalel, built the Mishkan, Betzalel could not build the Mishkan without Oholiyah, who comes from Shevet Don. And Don is from my Shif Chabil. If Shleimai, who comes from my sister Leah, He's going to build the base Hamikdash. He can't build it without one of my guys. That's Chiram, whose mother comes from Don, and his father comes from Naftali. Now, the Haftarah of this week, Vayas Chiram. This Chiram now is the Jewish architect, the one whose father is from Shevet and Naftali, and his mother's from Shevet Don. And Chiram makes all these Kinoim, Kinois, and Yoim, and Mizrakais, all the things we need. And he finishes all the work that Shlomo needs. And it says over here, Now the word is, has a kri and a ksiv. It's read, but it's spelled. That will soon see a reason, which Chira made for King Shlomo in the Chayshas Mimayrat of pure, brilliant silver. Now the kri of that word is the ksiv is There is a mesech de kala it brings. That Chira Melech Tzair Mai Zocha. Why did this Goyesh King Chira Melech Tzair? And I keep emphasizing which Chira, because there's the Jewish Chira and there's the Goyesh Chira. Why did the Goyesh Chira Melech Tzair? Why did he merit to go into Gan? It wasn't the Jewish architect who made it into Ganadin alive. It was the Goyesh Chira because he was the one. The main support of building the base Hamikdash came from the King Chira, from the King of Tzair. Why did he merit? Because he made a Mishkan, just like Moshe made. And it says it's called When it says oil, oil is oil mayin. So just like he has a merit similar to Moshe Rabbeinu, the Haggais with the Kala brings that it says the Ksiv is her oil, even though this Pasuk speaks about the Jewish Chiram from Zion, from Shevet Naftali. Nevertheless, yes, the architect of the Beis Hamikdash is a Jew from Shevet Naftali. But he's working on behalf of his employer. Who is his main employer? Chiram Melachzayr, the Goyesh King Chiram. So this week's Haftarah, the amazing work of the architect of this Jewish architect, Chiram, whose father comes from Naftali and his mother comes from Don, he gets credited to the non-Jewish Chiram, to the Goyesh King Chiram, who sent him. As it says in Divra Hayomim, V'godel ha'ma'ase yoyser min somebody who gets others to do good deeds, is greater than the one who does it. So you want to know who is the actual architect? Who is the building banging away in the base Hamikdash and directing all the workers? Is the Jewish Chiram. But who is the main powerhouse who got the whole base Hamikdash moving? Yes, Shleimai HaMelech, but probably just as much as Shleimai HaMelech is this King Chiram Melech And for this non Jewish king and his amazing involvement 
in building the base Hamikdosh, and he gets the main credit more than the Jewish architect. He goes into Ganeidin alive. He's wealthy. He lives 21 generations, etc. We have a Medrash Bereshis Rabbo that claims that this Chiram, the relationship between David and Shlomo with Chiram, goes way back. It says in by Yehuda in Parshiva Yeshiv that Yehuda left his brothers after the sale of Yosef. He had a mate called Chira. The Rabbanan say Chira is the same as Chira in the days of David. Because it says, They were friends all the days. So the Medrash Rabbo says, There was a very special relationship between this Chira with Shevet Yehuda. And now he brings that if it's the same Chira, then according to the Rabbanan, he lived close to 1,200 years. According to Rabbi Yehuda, because he lived from the days of Yehuda till a few years after the Chorban Beis Hamikdash, where we're going to soon learn about his death. According to Rabbi Yehuda, he lived close to 500 years. Now we come, we mentioned before that Chiram wanted to declare himself God. Shlomei HaMelech convinced him it's not a good idea. But in the later part of his life, he says, listen, Chavrit, I've thought it over. I've studied it. And yes, guys, I am God. Everybody has to worship me. Anyway. Yecheskel Hanovi, the famous Yecheskel, is not very impressed, and he gets a prophecy from Hashem to go to Chiram Melech and Chiram, you got two choices, either you're going to do tshuva, shape up, or you're in big trouble. But Yecheskel says, Hashem spoke to Yecheskel Hanovi, he says, Ben Odom, Yecheskel always is called Ben Odom, tell the king of Tzoyed, so says Hashem, Yan because you are so arrogant. You're a great guy. You're generous. You've done amazing things to help the Eden, but you're arrogant. You're full of yourself. And you're so full of yourself. You said, I am God. Listen, I am God. I sit together with all the other gods. I am in charge. I'm on the God committee. And you think you're God. You're a human being like all of us. You're not God. You're not in any way different to any other human being. You decided you're God. Rashi says, He decided, I'm going to compete with God. God builds skies. I'm going to build Shiva He was an amazing scientist. And he built a whole amazing structure with seven heavens. And he climbs up to the top, and his scientific knowledge was absolutely amazing. So he says, look, I'm brilliant. I'm a scientist. Nobody can match me in science. God can make a heaven. I can get workers to make a heaven. So Yechezkel tells him, Are you wiser than Doniel? All the hidden things. What does he say here? Rashi says, Don't you know what the people who complain? Are you wise as Daniel? It says about Daniel, Daniel, there were no secrets he didn't know. And yet, even though Daniel knew every single secret, when they wanted to declare him God, he said, No, thank you. As the previous Rashi, Are you wiser than Daniel? Daniel was so brilliant that Nebuchadnezzar wants to make Daniel to be his God. 
He would bow down to Daniel. He wanted to bring him carbonis. He wanted to bring him nachos. Nebuchadnezzar says, listen, Daniel is my God. Daniel says to him, please, please, I'll be your advisor. I'll give you this, but don't call me God. Daniel refused to accept it. So Daniel was wiser than you. And when King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to declare him God, he wouldn't accept it. And you think you're wiser than Daniel? Are you declaring yourself to be God? Just to mention that when Hananiah, Mishal, Vazariah were told to go into the, to either serve idols or go into the furnace, uh, the question is, where was Daniel at that time? Did he bench bow to the idol? No. So it says he went to Alexandria to get Chazadim. Why did he go to Alexandria to get Chazadim pigs? So it says there's three involved in that plan. One is Hashem didn't want that people should say the miracle happened because of Daniel. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar didn't want people to say he burned his God. And Daniel himself was afraid that because King Nebuchadnezzar declared him God, and it says, there's a mitzvah to burn an idol. Daniel thought that will come out alive from the furnace, but he will be burned because he's an idol. Because King Nebuchadnezzar declared him as God. Going on now, still Yechezkel's message to Chiram, to King Chiram. He says, You've gathered a tremendous wealth, and you gathered Yes, you've gathered a lot of gold. You've gathered a lot of silver. Yes, you make the Guinness Book of Records. You got more gold and silver than any other human being. True. With your brilliance, with your trade. He had an amazing trade. He would buy and sell, and he would make money on every business deal. You've made a lot of money. So this Chiram, the builder of the Beis Hamikdash, financially, he's the top of the world. Scientifically, he's the top. He's tops in everything. And because of your success, you became very haughty, very arrogant. Mitzudas David says, because you're such a good businessman, you want to know economy? He did very well. You got so wealthy. You got so arrogant from your wealth. What are you getting so arrogant from your wealth? Why are you so wealthy? You know why you're so successful? It's from Hashem. Because you helped build the Abish's base amikdash. Instead of acknowledging that Hashem made you wealthy and brilliant and successful, you're getting so arrogant. Why are you getting arrogant with your success when it's Hashem who made you successful? So Yechezkel Anovi goes on to tell, listen, your majesty, this is the message. Because you made your heart like a heart of God. As Mr. David says, you decided that you're equal to God. Therefore, I'm going to bring strangers. I'm going to bring Zorim. So as David says, it's the Babylonians, the Oritze Goyim, difficult nations. They will take your whole brilliance. Somebody would think for a scientist as brilliant and a businessman as brilliant as Hiram, everybody will be afraid to touch him. These Babylonians don't care how smart you are and they don't care how good looking you are, and they don't care how much of a scientist and how rich, they couldn't care less. They will take their knife and go right into you. 
Zorim Amnochim, says Mitsudas David. Chazokim Haimakastim. They're very strong people. Vehiriku, Yishufu Chardomitarum. They will take their sword out of their shield. Al Yoifi Chochmascha. Yes, you're brilliant. Academically, you're absolutely brilliant. But your brilliance is not going to help you against their weapons. With all of your brilliance, when these Babylonians attack you, you will not be able to manage. Mitzvah David says, They will have no respect for your brilliance. Yes, are you smarter than them? Academically, are you the top scientist? Nobody questions your scientific knowledge. Nobody questions your wealth, your business. You're great. But these Babylonians will not care. They will not hesitate to take your blood because of the bina hanimsa. Behold, the wisdom you have, they don't matter. Rashi says, and he brings a medrash, the Babylonians, before they kill you, they want to show you how little respect they have, and therefore they will rape you first. And he says, that he was raped like they raped women. There were three people who declared themselves God, and all three of them were raped. You're a God, and you can't even protect yourself from rape. As it says, and King Nebuchadnezzar, the most powerful king in the world. They will bring you down to the grave. You will die. In the depth of the sea, Mitzvah David says they'll take you to the grave. They will die like all other people who die by sword. Even though you think, what do you mean? You're going to die. You have ships. You can go in a submarine in the sea. You can disappear in the ocean. They'll never find you. These Babylonians, they'll get you. With all your sea expertise, they'll get you and they'll kill you. When they come to kill you, and they stretch out their weapon to kill you. Tell them, hey, don't kill me. I'm God. See if it helps. Those who disgrace you, they don't look at you as God. They look at you as a human being like all. Mitzvah David says, those who are going to come to kill you, tell them you're God. Don't kill me. I'm God. If you're really God, they won't be able to kill you. You'll see they'll kill you without a problem. Mitzvah David says, Abobemus, Ata Adam. You're a human being like every human being. Those are going to chop your head for their purpose. You're not God at all. They'll kill you like anybody else. You will be killed by the hands of strangers. Rashi says, like the most wicked people, you'll be put to death. It's not you will not die a natural death because Hashem has predicted this Hashem gives a prediction. Hashem is able to keep all his predictions. Then he goes on. Yechesko goes on. Hashem spoke to me again. Ben Odom saw Kino make a lamentation. This Kino is about to die. And tell him, so says Hashem Elikim. So says Hashem. You're an amazing guy, full of brilliance. Good looking, brilliant, successful. You are amazing. So you were in Ganeiden, which that could be translated according to the Medrash that says literally he was in Ganeiden, or it could be translated that his life was a Ganeiden because he had one of the most successful lives a human being ever had. Not 
every precious stone, every diamond. Chiram had diamonds like nobody else had. You had all your amazing things. However, at Kruv Mimshachayu, one of the Kruvim Unusatiha Bahar Kaidish. I gave you an opportunity on my Hara Kaidish. You were part of the Hara Kaidish, the base Hamikdash. Yes, you had the greatest chus any human being had. Who built the base Hamikdash? Who were the three main people building the base Hamikdash? David and Shlomay and Chiram. Yes, you are the builder of Shaybana base Hamikdash. You are in the Har Elikim. You were walking with the Avnei Eish, with the greatest Sadiqim. Rashi says, I gave you a mockim likness of Hashem. You got a name, Bibinyan Har Kotchi. You built my amazing mountain. Anybody goes to the Mokim Amikdash. Who built this base Amikdash? You've been at the Kaisel. Who helped build the Kaisel? Without Chiram, it wouldn't have been. You gave all the supplies. You helped build that base Amikdash. Brilliant person, I'm Megan Alama who protected his nation. So Lafisha Kari Kruv, where he like he's one of like the Kruvim because he's so great. By the Kruvim, it says and Chiram was also protecting everybody. He was a most powerful king. He says, Why did Hashem give you all this power? Hashem gave you the power. But so this David says, I gave you all this power. You know why I gave you all this wealth? You know why I gave this all the success, all the brilliance? How come there's never been a human being successful as you? You know why you had the amazing success? Because you were in God's holy mountain. You are a major contributor to the base Hamikdash. You think you're successful because you're so brilliant. Yes, you had success financially, business, scientifically. You were amazing success. But you know why you were so successful? Because you were in the Harakadesh of God. It was the king of Tzayr in the days of Shlomoy. He was Messiah Bibinyan Beis Hamikdash. He helped build the Beis Hamikdash. Hanivne Bahar Kadesh Elalikim. Bahar Kadesh Birushalayim. He built the Beis Hamikdash and the Harakadesh. Who Har Hamiria? Every day in Davening, we mentioned going to Eretz Hamiria where the Akedah was. Who built the Beis Hamikdash in Eretz Hamiria? As it says, gave all the supplies. And that was the reason you're successful. You were walking amongst the greatest fiery stones. You were buddies with the Jewish kings. You know who Chiram's closest friends were? David HaMelech and Shleimah HaMelech. Who did David and Shlomo consider their closest friend? David and Shlomo, you know, we mention, we say till him. We say till him. We say the davening of David HaMelech. Who was David's buddy? Who built the Mesamikdash? The truth is, you were a great guy for many years. It's not that Chiram Melech wasn't a tzaddik. Yes. You were Tomim. As a guy, you were Tzadik Tomim. You were on the highest Madrega. Miyaim Hibonach. From the day you were born, you were in a very high Madrega. Ad Nimso Avlosabach. Until this lacking was found in you, until you messed up. For hundreds of years, you were an amazing guy. Nimso Avlosabach. What is the Avlosabach? Arrogance. 
a little bit of arrogance God would have tolerated. At what point did we say that Chinam is totally rejected? When you declared yourself that you are God, that's when you blew it all. With all your business, your insides were filled with theft. Now, there's till now we were saying that Chidam's main crime is that he declared himself God. But now, besides that, there was a lot of theft. Now, let's just understand did Chidam rob anybody? Chidam was not a Ghanif. Chidam was so wealthy and he had so much money. The last thing he needed to do was steal anybody's money. So why are we calling him a Ganev? He goes on, let's read an Adak. Adak says, because of the schoira that came birecha, Chiram was an amazing merchant. And your seicharim were oisim chomas and seicharim akimis akhidim. Now, a lot of the people who were coming to your, to you to do business, Chiram was one of the biggest businessmen of his day, and people would come to him to do business. And a lot of the people who would come to him to do business were the biggest ganovim, the biggest lowlifes. And you decided, you decided that because your city was so good with merchandise, they won't stop coming. And you allowed the biggest crooks and the biggest lowlifes to come and you gave them everything. So he says, the fact that, so Yechidam himself, did Chidam ever rob people? Did Chidam go rob banks? Did he rob Jews? Did he rob Yerushalayim? No, no. Chidam never took money illegally from anybody. But his sin was that he did business with the biggest illegals and the biggest lowlifes. And Vatecheta, you sinned. So number one, Chidam, his clients were robbing Yidin and were robbing in general. And then when Chiram heard the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed and Eretz Yisrael was in shambles, he made a party. Oh, Baruch Hashem, they destroyed the Beis Hamikdash. Chiram was very close to David and Shlomo, but the next 21 generations of Jewish kings, he didn't have a special relationship with them. He didn't really respect them. So you seen bechamos shenasu birecha lefishahoya biyotcha kayach kayach biyotcha lemnoya. Chiram was the most powerful king of his day. If Chiram wanted, he could have stopped. Chiram built the base hamikdash. He could have prevented the destruction of the base hamikdash. He could have prevented the destruction of Yerushalayim. Was Chiram involved in destroying the base hamikdash Yerushalayim? Chas v'shalom. Chiram never hurt a Jew, but he could have prevented it. Chiram could have prevented the whole Churban Beis Hamikdash, the whole destruction of Eretz Yisrael, the exile. He could have prevented the whole thing, the Leimonata. What Chiram didn't understand, that he only had success as long as the Beis Hamikdash stood, as soon as they destroyed the Beis Hamikdash. And he was quite happy. He also hated the Beis Hamikdash. He was quite happy, but right after that, everything went bad. And I desecrated you from the mountain of Hashem. Rashi says, I have now erased. You had for 410 years at the base of Mikdash stood. You had amazing credits. And because of that, you were successful in everything because you built the base of Mikdash. Now that the base of Mikdash is destroyed, that's it. 
you have no more righteousness in the base Hamikdash. And he says in Rashi, you don't anymore get any credits with the tzaddikim. And he goes on, you were very into your beauty. He was a good looking guy. Because of your beauty, you became arrogant. He says over here, says, because of your beauty, you became haughty. And therefore you lost your wisdom because any smart person knows a smart person is humble. And the fact that you became so arrogant shows you lost your wisdom. You were a brilliant guy, but if you became arrogant, you're not brilliant anymore. But Adak says, you became very arrogant. You destroyed your wisdom. Somebody who's really wise will not get so excited about materialism. You lost it. You got so excited about materialism. And therefore, I threw you down. Therefore, I will throw you off your throne. You've been a king for many hundreds of years. You're losing your kingdom. They're going to put you down to the ground. They're going to throw you off your kingdom. I'm going to put you before the king. These kings are going to desecrate you. They're going to disgrace you. They're going to treat you like a low life. For hundreds of years, you were the most powerful man on earth. And now you're going to be down in the dumps. Enemies. People see, oh, this guy who was once the most powerful guy, and now he's in the dumps. And they're all going to look at you and stare at you and mock you. There's going to be a special campaign. Try to insult Chidam. Chidam, his last couple of years after the Beis was destroyed, was terrible. He was insulted by everyone. Everyone was ridiculing him. He was thrown off his kingdom. From your sins by with your business. And again, he didn't go rob in business, but still, he had all these robbers. He did business. You desecrated the base of Mikdash. I took out the fire from in you. The fire in you consumed you. What does it mean, the fire in you? First of all, Chiram was a holy man. Why was he a holy man? Because he built the base of Mikdash. You desecrated your holiness by your arrogance, by the way you dealt with things. And the Eishmi Toichachot, Rashi gives two pshatim. One is the gaiva that came from your mouth when you said, Kelani, I am God, this gaiva destroyed you. Or Eishmi Toichach, it says that nations that are strong will come and destroy all of your uh, merits. He says, all those who know you, there's still Yecheskel talking. All the people of the nations who know you, they will be in shock by the downfall of Chiram. You will never recover. You're going to have a downfall after the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. After 410 amazing years of the Beis Hamikdash, Chiram had a tremendous downfall and you will never recover. Mitzvah's David brings that all those who know you will be in shock over your downfall. You will never again recover your greatness. Now we're just going to see an amazing Yalkut Shemaini. The Yalkut Shemaini says, uh, because you made yourself big, you said, I'm with God. Hashem says, you make yourself God. Are you wiser than Daniel? Nebuchadnezzar wanted to make korbanis for Daniel. And um, you make yourself God. At the end, you'll be thrown down for this. 
an amazing Yalka Chimaini. Hashem tells you, Cheskel, tell Chiram Melasoir, what are you making yourself so horny? You're a human being like all. Chiram says, what? Yecheskel, you're telling me I'm a human being? Yecheskel says, one second. Yecheskel says, how can I go to Chiram? I can't even reach him. Chinam is up in the air. Chinam is an amazing scientist. He climbs heavens. How can I get to him? Hashem took Yecheskel, the wind blew his ear. He brought him up. Chinam was up there in the sky somewhere, and no human being could reach him except for his workers. And Yecheskel suddenly was blown with a wind up in the ear, and he got up to Chinam. So Yecheskel has a meeting with Chiram up in outer space. Kivan Shirah, Chiram Li Yecheskel. Chiram sees Yecheskel. Hey, how are you? You're not supposed to know how to get here. Nival bin Izdaza, Chiram's in shock. He says, Mi Ha'lochemikan, who brought you here? So he says, Hashem commanded me. Hashem says, Why are you arrogant? You're a human being. Yechiram says, What? I'm a human being. Are you telling me I was, what do you think? I was born from a father and mother like a human being? It's not true. I live forever. I'm not human. Just like Hashem lives in the sea, I live in the seas. I control the seas. Hashem has seven heavens. I control the seven heavens. Look how many kings died and I'm still alive. 21 Jewish kings, I outlived them. And 20 of Malchai David and 21 kings of Malchai Yisrael. 15 of them, I outlived it all. 10 Kainim Gedolim, I was involved in all their own funeral. And I'm still alive. I'm God. I'm God, I control the seas, I control the heavens. Yechesko says to him, there were they were greater than you, who, who didn't do, didn't act like you. Why are you acting this way? So the Medrash continues, what is Chiram like? An Eved who had an amazing garment, who made an amazing garment for his master. As long as the master wears the Eved's garment, the master, the Eved sees it, and he's very arrogant. He says, look, I made this amazing garment for my master. Similarly, Chiram, he's very arrogant. Look at the base Hamikdash. I made this base Hamikdash for Hashem and the Jewish people. So the master says, I'm going to rip this garment so this slave stops being so arrogant. So Chiram was proud, was arrogant because he sent the cedar wood for the base Hamikdash. Hashem says, I will destroy the base Hamikdash to get rid of Chiram's arrogance. What was his end? Hashem brought Nebuchadnezzar and Nebuchadnezzar uh, raped uh, Chiram's mother, and he took him down from his chair, from his throne, and he also uh, started cutting. He decided that we're going to have a, for dinner, we're having Chiram's fingers tonight. And, and Nebuchadnezzar decided, a guy like Chiram, we want to abuse him in the worst way. We're going to take pieces of his flesh, and every day we're going to have a dinner from two fingers worth. And we're going to dip it in chaymets, in vinegar, and we're going to feed it. We're going to have dinner with it. And he treated, and he died the worst possible death because they ate him bit by bit. He got eaten by Nebuchadnezzar, who according to the Medrash, Nebuchadnezzar was actually biologically his own son because Chiram had actually raped Nebuchadnezzar's mother. And had a relationship, so Nebuchadnezzar was his own biological son. His own biological son cut him bit by bit and ate him. And what happened to those palaces he built? Hashem ripped them and put them away for Tzadikim in the future. Then he goes on, this uh, Medrash, the same Medrash, this Medrash we had was again from Yalkut Shemaini, and he brings again that there are 
13 that didn't taste Tamisa, and he includes Chiram Melachzeit amongst them. Then he brings a here that Paroi was one of the four people that made himself God, and therefore they messed themselves up. Chiram, Nebuchadnezzar, Paroi, and Yoyosh, and each one of them was raped. Then we have another Medrash Rabbah, it's very late, but uh, he brings over here the Medrash, actually, this Medrash, which I just want to mention one thing, we'll maybe do it at a future date, brings that there's a Pasuk, Oyim who he's dreadful, the most powerful people, their judgment came from themselves. And he brings one of them is King Sancherev, who was the king of Ashur, and he was uh, killed by his own two sons. He brings over here Chiram Melech uh, who was killed by Nebuchadnezzar, who was biologically his own son and ate him alive. Nebuchadnezzar himself was abused by his own son. He bring, here's a Medrash Tanchuma who says, you find by Chiram Melech Tzayr, Shebarasi Yisei Tam I created him as a very straight person. Chiram Melech Tzayr was a great guy. As it says, Tomim Atabidrachecha B'yayim Ibarach, from the day you were born, Chiram was a great tzaddik. Ulu B'sayif Nimtza Avlosabai, at the end he messed up, and Nitrad he was banished. Okay. Um, we're gonna, it's already 8.57, so we're gonna leave it at this. The main thing is that every single person, just like a person who's on top can go on the bottom, anybody who's on the bottom is able to make it to the top. Just to point out, Shleimai HaMelech worked with Chiram and he got him to do tshuva. At that time, Chiram did tshuva and we came about tshuva for hundreds of years, but then he had a downfall. So each one of us, first of all, we see that Shleimai HaMelech worked to get Chiram to do tshuva and each one of us can ourselves. And if we, and the main, we also have here that arrogance could destroy a person. And a person should always be humble. And Hashem will give everybody a lot of Hatzlacha. Next week, we're going to go back to um, learning about Megillah's Esther. Wish everybody Hatzlacha. Any questions, comments? I'll just... I'd love to hear from people. Yes, sir.